To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are here with this woman who like has energy exuding from her. She can just tell that she is destined for greatness because of the way that she rolls, but also because of her authenticity. When you talk to her, you can see how true to her heart she is and that she's in alignment with what really matters to her and she's fired up about what she has going on. So join me in welcoming Jennifer Bardo to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And I am on fire. <laughs> I you feel are like on fire. Totally. That compliment. Yes. <laughs> so let me just brag about you a little. So she is the publisher of the Deconstructing Grit Collection and Owning Your Grit. Both are international best-selling anthology books. They're really cool. I know a number of the authors personally. And you can find these at Target and Walmart. But... She's new to this. It has exploded. I can't believe, Jennifer, I hear about it all the time. I hear about your books constantly from my clients and from other women who I know, and you've just kind of exploded. So tell me, like, how did you get here? Talk to us a little bit about your journey and what led you to this. We were talking a little bit offline about the clientele that you had at Enterprise Bank and Trust. So kind of talk, walk us through that. Yeah, so... I'm very much a person that's driven by passion and purpose, and that has to be in alignment for me to truly show up and be my whole self. So this whole concept of uh, amplifying voices of women and humanizing hardship and creating hope from hard stories actually came from a time when we were pretty much stuck in our homes. And it was just this really challenging time during the pandemic. And I was supporting a lot of women and minorities because they were my clients because I was a senior business banker with Enterprise Bank and Trust. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, these women are incredibly strong. How are they How are they having such challenging times sharing their story? Think about those that don't have a voice or they don't really see that light at the end of the tunnel. So that whole transformation of stepping into publishing anthologies came from a time of really hard times of COVID and just really wanting to be intentional about creating hope. So I went out to my network and shared my idea about really wanting to bring women together to amplify their voices. And here we are, five anthologies later. <laughs> and, and my women's group has grown to over a thousand members. And I very much show up as I, as I am, I have nothing to hide. And I think that allows me to be attracted to others that are like me. And when we find people that we're in alignment with, I think that is truly when we can make the most impact and um, truly create change. And that's who I am and how I show up. I'm a change maker. <laughs> so I love it. So you and I are similar in that we saw a big fat need during the pandemic. I remember working with women um, entrepreneurs and I've owned businesses for so long now that getting punched in the gut, knocked out of the knees, it's kind of like, okay, once again, got it. You know, <laughs> now what are we going to do? How are we going to pivot? What are the opportunities here? But what I saw during the pandemic was women freezing up. 
women who were very experienced, who were smart, intelligent, had strong businesses, but everything was turned upside down during the pandemic and they didn't know what to do. And so that's when I launched Fuel the Fire, my, my community to help these women. And so you're kind of doing the same thing. So let's talk a little bit, because I think there's still a lot of women who are suffering and still trying to figure it out. And so let's talk about some of the stories that, that maybe are in your books or stories that you have heard from women that you talk with of the struggles that they are going through, but then also maybe how they, they did find hope or they did find ways to get through. Right. Well, and you were talking about that. I remember reading the statistic that was published by Forbes and they were calling it the C session, S H E, the she session, because those that were truly impacted during COVID were women because there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for flexibility. And, you know, generally in our culture, women are expected to stay home and take care of the kids. So there were incredibly bright women that were just kind of brought to their knees and had to re redesign who they were. But I feel like there was also some lack of lagging of competence as well during that time. But I've, I feel like we're slowly coming out of it, but we too, we really need to be intentional about that support. So I love that you have a community that's doing that with the women that you support too. I think it's really important, but I mean, some of these stories that I heard were just really transformative. I remember one of, from the very first book, there was a client of mine and she talked about just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and being very intentional about that. She just describes herself as not really being that much of an athletic person, but she was leading this really large flooring company. And obviously cleaning supplies weren't really necessary during time of COVID when no one was utilizing the offices. So she had to reinvent herself and be very creative with her offerings. And next thing I know, she's in different states and her business is blowing up because she chose to avow, she told to be resilient, but she chose to push herself out of the comfort zone and say yes to the things that were being presented to her. And it means saying yes before she even knew she would be able to, you know, achieve what was asked of her. So I just, I love those kind of stories because I think those are, I too great grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and getting knocked on your knees and just this part of being an entrepreneur. But I love the fact that no matter what level that you're at, how large or small your business is, as long as you choose to evolve and you choose to be resilient and you choose to say yes to things that are brought to your, your doorfront, opportunities are created from those you know little exchanges. But that's one story that I really, I just saw her a few months ago and I'm hearing about how her business is exploding and she actually purchased two more you know verticals within her flooring industry. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, so. I love that story for a number of reasons, but one is because, because she was pushed against the wall, right? It was kind of like sink or swim. Yes. And many, even though the sinking part is so painful, so many retreat to that yes. because it's more comfortable than pushing past that comfort zone. So I, I invite everyone who's listening just to create an awareness around that. Because the greatness is when you push out of that comfort zone. So talking about this client that you're mentioning, yeah. now she's evolved. And so, yes, it's scary because you don't know. You, it's, it's a new world when you do that. Mm-hmm. But when this is what I love about communities like you have, communities like I have, is when c- women come together mm-hmm. and they support each other and they have each other's back and they push each other to get to that next level. But they act also as kind of that, that um, backbone for you. 
it creates such a, you can, you can thrive so much easier when you have that safety net around you, when you have these other women that are in it with you and it's just psychological. So I think that's really an important factor when we are doing something that makes us uncomfortable. Who are you surrounding yourself with? If it's your mom and your bestie who don't get it, you may not get the same results. But if you're surrounding yourself with women who are powerful and strong and they're in it with you, it changes the game. I couldn't say that better. I know when I stepped into actually leading my grit and starting my business full time, I was approached to join a mastermind. And at first I was like, I don't have time for that. But I am so thrilled that I said yes, because it's pushed me out of my comfort zone of what I've known and helped me develop as an entrepreneur and host my first grit gala and sell 240 tickets and just That right there, what you said is so important because you have to have that backbone and that sense of security and this support system around you because we cannot always be strong, but it's great to have something that you can lean on and then also reflect back and forth to help find your blind spots. So I I love that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Different perspectives really make a big difference for, for all of us, no matter what level you're at. Okay. So now tell us where you are. So you've, you've launched these books. And I know you are constantly, you have another one coming out. And so now what's next for you? What's like, talk to me about goals. What's your next big, I and fuel the fire. We call them your big summit goals, your big, exciting, your, like your B hags. What's your next one that you have? So I'm closing out the collection as of November the 1st, and I'm hosting my first ever Grit Gala to really transform these stories that are in the written form into more of a live performance experience. So that's going to be on. And we're going to be doing those annually, but I have already planned out my entire 2020, 2024 master calendar for grit and how I'm going to strategically support my community. And then I also have two other books that are in the works, an anniversary anthology collection, which is called living well with grit. So that'll be more of the community experience about talking about their hard stories of grit, but not necessarily the acronym it's overall living. And then I'm actually going to probably be doing a male spinoff of that to really talking about the heart of men about how they've had to lean with grit and have purpose. Cause there's very much that male champion component as well, but those are some of the other thoughts, but really next 2024 is going to be really exciting. Cause I have a lot of experiences that are in the pipeline to intentionally push women outside of their comfort zone. And it's very creative experiences. Cause I think there's so much um, trust that's built and community when you're in these spaces and you do something for the first time together. Um, So I'm really excited about some of the things that I have on the works, but I have some incredible partners with organizations in my local community that have um, gifted me venues to host my coffee and connections and influencer events. And I've partnered with a couple of different shoe distributors because on every one of my shoes or every one of my books, I have shoes to really bring more visibility and highlight the, the authors with little vignettes and just a lot of personalized um, connection opportunities within my community, but then I'm also spinning out opportunities for my authors to be more seen and more visible with converting their stories into audible, being very intentional about finding opportunities for them to lead workshops or to participate on thought leadership panels or be seen as an influencer and share their, their perspective of how they've been able to build their authentic network. So kind of have two different lanes right now, but I'm really excited because um, I've never had this much time to just create and go and <laughs> just be all in with grit. So it's been pretty exciting. And then obviously I'm still doing a lot of my speaking engagements personally, um, to help infuse grit, you know, nationally. So 
Okay. So I want to back up for a second because you just talked about, and there's a couple of things I would love to talk about, but one thing that you mentioned are some partnerships that you've made with shoes and then also with the venues. Talk to us a little bit about that because that's such an opportunity, such a win-win for Mm -hmm. helping you um, control the the finances. Absolutely. So talk to us about how you went about determining who should you partner with because you shouldn't just partner with anyone and then how you went about locking those in. What I usually do, and I think this is coming from of entrepreneurs and just kind of watching from the background. I always see who shows up for me and making sure that they've been there for a long time and really vetting out what that looks like and making sure that we're in alignment. So one of the venues is an organization in St. Louis and one of the contributing authors works at this same venue. And guess what? They also purchased a booth at my Women's Leadership Grid Expo last April and have done it again for the gala and plan on doing it again for this expo. I'm very intentional about those relationships because if they're pouring into me, I want to pour into them. And if we can have it a win-win, as you put it, with them gaining opportunities with either, you know, the vertical of supporting women or understanding how business owners lead or wanting to be seen as a thought leader, I can help them with, you know, presenting their logo and creating those opportunities to create more community engagement, but being very intentional about seeing who shows up for me and then making sure that they're in alignment with my future vision and mission, and then having those conversations. And some of them, I, I, you know, I'm a cold caller. I went out and reached out to them because I saw the value, but I had approved to them, you know, how I had seen the alignment is in alignment with what their future mission is as, as well. So um, just having those conversations, but I think you need to be very intentional about what is your mission? Is it just a venue? Is it just a logo? Or is there a long-term plan here and how are you going to be building that out? So I'm always thinking like five years down the road of, you know, the next steps and making sure that I'm not making any missteps along that journey too. So being very intentional, but yeah, go cold call and do your research and look and watch who's, you know, has your back and then have those conversations to see if there is alignment with what they're trying to build out and then what you're doing too really comes down to the relationship building, doesn't it? Like what you said, thinking five years out, what are you, where are you going with this? Who are the people who you want to have or the companies that you want to have on your team? Right. Where you're writing together, right? Yes. And you have to be in alignment. Like you said, from the very beginning, if you're not authentic for what you're trying to achieve, then there's going to be missteps between those relationships because you want to make sure that you're you know, honestly having those conversations to make sure that they're in alignment with what you're trying to achieve, because then that partnership will be long lasting. I'm all about long lasting relationships rather than the quick hits. So yeah. A hundred percent. I have someone who I know who actually is no longer with us anymore, but she did the opposite of what you're talking about. She had this platform that was huge. It was, uh, I have to be careful with what I say, but it was one of the biggest women's organizations in the United States, definitely in California. And she started aligning with the wrong people out of desperation, out of desperation. And it, it brought down the entire organization Mm -hmm. or an organization that had been extremely strong, but because she had looked too short term, Mm -hmm. it was her undoing, unfortunately. Uh, so that was, these are some really important things to think about, recognize what you are, where you are coming from. If it's out of desperation that you better get someone else to help you yes. or at least be your, uh, your mirror to reflect what's truly going on. 
Absolutely. This is a long-term thing and how you're going to be portrayed right in the community or with it, with your group. Okay. So now let's talk. I always like to know about the ugly as well. Yeah, talk sure. about all the good things. Oh let's my gosh. Talk yeah. about the challenges that mm-hmm. you've encountered. What has been something that you've gone through Jennifer on this journey with, with your anthologies where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so tough. Am I doing the right thing? How am I going to get through this? Where it really just kind of made you stop and think, holy crud. I mean, it's happened often. And I think that's just something that we have to just be aware of when we step in and own our own businesses. But I mean, I've had to send a cease and assist to an author for um, her claiming as though she founded Grit. I had another author put together a workshop and utilize my word of deconstructing grit as her workshop word when that word's been trademarked. I mean, there's been a lot of hard conversations that has kind of toughened my skin, but in sense, I had to create those boundaries so then they would know what would be acceptable and what's not. But there's been lots of instances where um, because I'm a collaborator, because I'm an empathetic leader, I've just been kind of brought to my knees in just utter, uh, like, I would have never saw that coming. But I mean, that's, that's how it is when you're an entrepreneur, you just have to keep going and figuring out, well, do I have the right things in place? I do. I did the trademarking. I have an attorney. I've done all the things. So, um, and then obviously you mentioned the reflecting piece. What was it about myself to invite these things to happen? So it gives me time to really think, was I in a place of desperation? What was going on with me for someone to think as though they could do those things where that's clearly not okay. But I've had to, I mean, I've had authors drop out of anthologies the day that the chapters were due for our final print to press. So, I mean, I, any challenge you can think of, I have hit it and I keep rebounding because that's what we do. We have to be resilient and we have to learn how to be flexible and always come from a perspective of grace. And, you know, maybe people just don't know what they don't know, or they didn't do things to purposely harm you. So trying to remove yourself from those situations, I think has helped me be more resilient as well and looking at it from their perspective. But I mean, any challenge that you can think of, I've had to have a hard conversation with an author who wrote a story that wasn't in alignment with my vision of grit because it wasn't a gritty story. So I had to have those conversations and see if she'd be willing to tweak her story or move to another anthology to have more time to rebuild her story. But I think as long as you can have um, the courage to have those hard conversations, you're essentially going to put yourself in the right position and prevent those pitfalls. So, I mean... Any situation you can think of, I've probably hit it because I've I've worked at these anthologies at an incredible pace. And that was something that I did intentionally because I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone by publishing, you know, four anthologies every five months spread in a two-year period. So, um, but any obstacle you can think of, I've probably hit it. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because as women, often what I hear from from female entrepreneurs is because they are so empathetic. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. And part of being a successful businesswoman, we have to face things head on. The Mm -hmm. sooner we do it, the less painful it's going is as weird as this sounds, the less painful it's going to be in the long run. And we have to like, this one thing I tell my clients all the time, concentrate on where you're going. Yep. Don't get stuck dealing with the what's going on today know that you're going somewhere bigger and you have to be thinking about that. You know, just like you said, 
thinking five years out, who am yeah. I aligning with? Who am I building yeah. relationships with? It's the same concept, but when we can see where we're going, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to know, okay, I need to bring an end to this. I need to deal with this and we need to move on. I need to clean my hands of this or find a way to get through it quicker and less painfully to achieve the goals that I, that I have set forward. So, um, Absolutely. And I think when I was going through those scenarios, the first thing I would do just to make sure that I was coming from a place of reality is check in with some of my trusted advisors, my peers to see what their perspective was of how they would go about handling it. And then just going and getting it done because the quicker I could accomplish getting through the hard, then I was more focused and more purposeful of my, my end goal. And I think that's the hardest part is not getting focused in the haze, but continuing to be be clear of your path. And just the more practice we have having those hard conversations, the stronger we become and the easier those conversations become as well. So we just have to start practicing, but you have to hold yourself accountable and be your own advocate as well as outline those boundaries. Because yes, I am an empathetic leader, but I will not let someone take advantage of that. And that's what I have come to learn. So yeah. And as you go through those challenges, I'll just say it from doing this for so darn long is that it just, you, you build up a confidence and you become a stronger business woman as well. So you can see it coming yeah. <laughs> after a while, you see it coming and you can head it off often, um, before it happens, but also another big part of being really successful as I know that I know, you know, is being able to be really decisive and making quick Mm -hmm. decisions, right? So what, how am I going to handle this and how am I going to execute it? And let's do it right now. It's one of the traits of a successful entrepreneur. And that's why you've been so successful in such a short period of time, Jennifer. I don't know that we've really hit on that. Yeah, it has. Like I, I started rolling these out. It was April of 2021. And I just read my chapter and it was funny because it just reinvigorated all the energy that I brought in 2021. And here I am publishing this last anthology of the whole collection. And it, it's been really just, it's been transformative. And I, I just love the work that I do. And I think that's what keeps me da- like motivated daily. And I am one that it just, when I have an idea, I act on it because I know I'm going to be successful because I am hundred percent in it and I'm in alignment. But I think that right there is just not getting too much in your head and following through with the ideas that we are given has allowed me to be so successful so quickly. And, you know, the great gala hit me. It was an idea. I was like, should I? Yes, I'm going next day. I'm sending out, you know, save the dates. Here we go. And (laughs) three weeks later, selling out on my ticket. So I think when we can act on those ideas that we have and hold ourselves accountable, that's how we get to that next level. That's how we create more opportunity. And, um, So I'm excited to see what next year looks like. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And I think sometimes Brian Tracy talks about this. Sometimes you just have to take quick action before you can think about it too much, because if you think about it too much, it's scary as hell. (laughs) Talk yourself out of it. Yes. So Jennifer, where can people find out more information about you and what you have going on? Yeah, probably LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. They can connect with me personally, or they can, they're welcome to follow my grit page. Um, but it's filled with inspirational stories and vignettes of the authors. And obviously, if you have an opportunity, check out my YouTube station because you can actually see the authors being interviewed live and learn more about their stories and follow them too. So yeah, probably Perfect. Like, yeah. Thanks for being here with us and sharing all your genius. And I'm super excited to see where you take everything. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I love how you, you're able to support so many with your words of wisdom and your perspectives to help others propel. So that's, that's huge. You're a tremendous resource. Thank you.